0: But some of you will already have these words memorized, and for others, perhaps you'll simply want to listen and have these words prayed over you tonight. And we're encouraging you to share it with others. Tonight we hear the story of a 20th century saint who was one of the first leaders in the fight against apartheid in South Africa. We hear the story of Albert Luthuli. Let us quiet our hearts before God. that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Hear these words of absolution. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open our lips 69, beginning at verse 30, on page 356 of the prayer book. As for me, when I am poor and in pain, your help, O God, shall lift me up. I will praise the name of God with a song, and magnify it with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord, more than an ox or a bullock that has horns and hooves. The humble shall consider this and be glad. Seek after God, and your hearts shall live." For the Lord hears the poor and does not despise his prisoners. Let the heaven and earth praise him, the sea and all that moves therein. For God will save Zion and build the cities of Judah, that they may dwell there and have it in possession. The posterity of his servants shall inherit it, and those who love his name shall dwell therein. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. How is a leader able to fight oppression with boldness and courage without losing their Christian ethics in the process? Let me tell you the story of Albert Luthuli. He was born in 1898 in southern Rhodesia, which is modern-day Zimbabwe. His father was both a missionary and a tribal chief. He was educated at mission schools, boarding schools, went to college in South Africa, and became a teacher— And at age 29, newly married to the granddaughter of a Zulu chief, he and his new wife had to live 80 miles apart while he taught school in Durban, South Africa, because of a 1913 law that allowed non-whites to only purchase homes on 7% of South African soil. He would later write, Behind our decision to live apart, right from the first year of our marriage, lay the specter which haunts all Africans, the specter of impermanence and insecurity. This discriminatory law was just the first of a series of laws that South Africa passed in the 1920s and 30s, progressively restricting opportunities for non-whites to own property, live where they chose, work in skilled trades, and to elect their own leaders. And then, beginning in 1948... The white South African government began to institute the system of legalized segregation, an institution known as apartheid. Voting rights and free movement and freedom of speech were taken away from the non-whites. Mixed marriages were forbidden. Albert quickly became a leader in the political party known as the African National Congress, founded in 1912 as an act of resistance against the growing segregation. Here's what's key. His party was divided over whether they should use violence to achieve their means or not. But Albert insisted on a strategy of nonviolence. In one of his speeches, he rooted all of this decision in his Christian faith when he said, I have embraced the nonviolent passive resistance technique in fighting for freedom because I am convinced it is the only non-revolutionary, legitimate, and humane way the wisdom of or foolishness of this decision i place in the hands of the almighty what the future has in store for me i do not know it might be ridicule imprisonment concentration camp flogging banishment even death i only pray to the almighty to strengthen my resolve so that none of these grim possibilities may deter me my only painful concern at times is that of the welfare of my family. But I will try, even in this regard, in a spirit of trust and surrender to God's will as I see it, so to say, God will provide. It is inevitable that in working for freedom, some individuals and some families must take the lead and suffer. The road to freedom is the way of the cross. You see, Albert didn't see his leadership as simply influenced by his Christianity. No, he saw his leadership as truly an expression and outworking of the very core of his Christianity. It was his faith in action. As he would later say, I am in Congress precisely because I am a Christian. My own urge because I'm a Christian, is to get into the thick of the struggle, taking my Christianity with me and praying that it may be used to influence for good the character of this resistance. In 1961, Albert was the first African to receive the Nobel Peace Prize in Oslo, Norway. Think of these words of Psalm 37, verse 37. Mark the blameless and behold the upright, for there is a future for the man of peace." Albert Luthuli was a man of peace because he was a man of the gospel. He had the courage to fight for justice, but to do so while maintaining and being informed constantly by his Christian faith. This is the story of Albert Luthuli, the story of an ordinary saint that God empowered to impact his generation with the gospel. May his story inspire you and remind you that God is still in the business of empowering ordinary saints today. Let's confess what we believe in the words of the Apostles' Creed, saying together, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. The communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and take not your Holy Spirit from us. A Call for Peace. O God, the source of all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, give to your servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments. And that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. a call it for aid against perils. Lighten our darkness, we beseech you, O Lord, and by your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of your only Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to conclude this evening with prayer number 28 on page 654 of the prayer book, a collect for the peace of the world. Almighty God, from whom all thoughts of truth and peace proceed, kindle, we pray, in the hearts of all people the true love of peace, and guide with your pure and peaceable wisdom those who take counsel for the nations of the earth, that in tranquility your kingdom may go forward till the earth is filled with the knowledge of your love through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. This concludes this evening's podcast and I'm glad you joined us for Praying with the Saints. If this prayer podcast has blessed you, we encourage you to subscribe at ChristChurchPlano.org and we encourage you to share this with your friends. I'm Father Paul Donison, and I'm looking forward to praying with you next time. Until then, I pray that you would have a peaceful night and a perfect rest.